It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Made it to a Friday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Ed Peak was supposed to join me, but he is under the weather. Um, get well soon, Ed. It is Friday, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day to everyone. And look, if you see a veteran, if you know a veteran, thank them today. Call them if they're uh, homebound, if you know them. Tell them hi. Tell them thank you. Just talk to them for a little while. Give them a hug if you see them on the street, if they're into that. If they're not into that, don't give them a hug. But thank you for your service to all the veterans. This is an important holiday. Doesn't get the the, uh, proper... Uh, pomp and circumstance that it deserves. My dad, Navy veteran, my late father, didn't thank him enough before he passed away. Thank a veteran today from the heart for keeping this country safe, for allowing you to live in a free country. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. You can also hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Right now, you can uh, become a Refreshing Rewards member and get yourself a free breakfast at Thornton's, a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, any fountain drink, or tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. All you have to do is download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It is football Friday. I know basketball is underway. By the way, ranked teams in college basketball are now 30, I'm sorry, yes, 30-0 and 0 after yesterday's five-game sweep. The closest game yesterday in a t- uh, involving a top 25 team was Kansas 82, North Dakota State 59. That was the closest of the five games. Indiana, we saw with a big 101-49 win over Bethune-Cookman last night. The Wildcats fall to 0-2. Indiana improves to 2-0. We'll talk a little bit about that. But this is Football Friday. It's going to be Basketball Friday soon enough, but we've only got three weeks left in the regular season in college football to figure out who the playoff teams are going to be. So it's still Football Friday. The unsponsored six-pack will come your way. I cheated a little bit this week. I already told Scooter about it. I cheated a little. But I have a philosophy this week that I wanted to stick to. And in order to stick to that philosophy, I had to cheat a little bit. Three college games, three pro winners coming up. 500, even Steven, on the season. Same number of wins as losses and one tie. So we will try to, or two ties, excuse me. So we will try to fix that, try to get over 500 this week. And we'll re- also revisit Tony's lock of the week. He's lost his last two, but 7-3 and three on the season is still 7-3. and three. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline, big high school football night tonight. Bring in Buzz Frank. How are you today, Buzz? Man, I'm great, John. Like you said, it's football Friday. Yeah, there's not. And look, the weather's here now. I know Scooter doesn't like it, 
But it's it's not going to be pretty tonight. It's not going to be rainy, I don't think, but it's going to be a little chill in the air. And the next week, we're going to be in full-on parkas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the way weather should be this time of year and why football was meant to be played in all weather conditions, whether you like it or not. There's a reason there are no golf tournaments in the middle of the United States in November. It's yeah. supposed to be cold. Yeah, these people, people are soft. Oh, it's November 10th and it's, I can't play golf. It's too cold. It's November. You're supposed yeah, to be, I mean, you, turn you, your heater you on, turn your air conditioner off, turn your heat on at your house, get some firewood if you have a fireplace and enjoy the winter. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in a yeah. bad, I'm in a bad mood with these people, bus. Yeah, you just got to you got to move south or, or all the way to the west coast or somewhere if you well, don't like the weather here. Don't go to Florida. Don't go to Florida. That's no. my only advice. No. Go to go to Arizona, or California, Southern California. Don't go to Florida. All right, Manuel and Bullet East tonight. This is an interesting game um, because yes, it is. you go to Mount Washington. First of all, you're not going to. I know the referees come in from a different part of the state for these playoff games, but you're not getting any calls in Mount Washington tonight. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> you just, and, you just and have to play through it. Bullet East appears to at least, and I haven't seen them play in person, but looking at the numbers and talking to people, it appears to me that they might have the best offense in the area. Part of the problem is everybody else has great defense, and I think, and personally, if you have a great defense, you can shut down a really good offense. I think for the most part, you're right. I think one of the things that we've noticed this year covering Manuel all year is the Achilles heel has been uh, the short, quick passing game. St. X kind of exposed that, and the rest of the teams on Manuel's schedule try to take advantage of that. And since that's the strength, the the, the young Egan, and it yeah. seems like there's been Egan's forever at Bullet East, and they're all great players, and, and he's no exception. He's uh, set school records and uh, – so Manuel's going to have their hands full. It's possible, I guess, that a sloppy field might play into the favor of Manuel, and I think depth will yes. play uh, a role. I think both of those things are true. Here's here's what I like, though, Buzz. Sinex plays Mail tonight. Now, that's not a great draw at all in the second round when you're the number one overall seed. That's not a good draw. However, right. Sinex is not playing Manuel in the second round this year, and Manuel's not playing Sinex. And by gosh, I'm happy about that. It's it's refreshing. It's happened so many times in the oh. last few years, and and Dave Wright and I have been talking about that as we've called the games. It, it's refreshing just to see another opponent on the field. And you're right. I mean, uh, the Saint X mail game matches the teams that played for the six A state championship uh, on that Saturday at, at uh, Kroger Field last year. So that that's a tough draw for the Tigers, especially winning the district. But I love that they've gone to cross districts now because you know what? If Sanex and Manuel play, in all likelihood, it'll be in the state championship game. And that's what I like yeah, to see. I'd, and I'd love to see you up there at Kroger Field for that game. I, I know uh, just being there uh, for us would be something new. And uh, But certainly, it's uh, yeah, it is. The cross district, I think, helps bring out the best. And I like the way that the RPI is going to determine the matchups after this week, I think it's really going to help. And I, I believe you're going to see possibly the best two teams in the state play for the state championship, although you might be looking at the best two teams in the state, 
in the state playing tonight over at St. X. Well, you only say that because they both beat your Crimson's. <laughs> right? And they're both really good. Yeah, they yeah, are I'm both good. Because they're both really good. They are yeah, both really and, good. And Mayo, Go ahead. Mayo's a different team with Sweeney and uh, Ganey at full strength. Uh, that really helps their offense. And like you said, their defense has been good all year. Most everybody here in Jefferson County that's still in the playoffs, like you said, had the really strong defense. So Bullet East is the uh, anomaly out there, but their offense has overcome a lot of things. There are a lot of second round, and I'm just talking about 6A here, there are a lot of second round games where you can make an argument for either team here. Because uh, Trinity, oh, yeah. Trinity having to travel to Simon Kenton, Simon Kenton's got some questionable losses, but they're still number two in the RPI for a reason. And again, if you're Trinity, that's a that's a long road to travel into uh, in hostile territory and try to come out of there with a victory. So there's some great second round games that we really haven't seen in the past. Yeah, this this is one of those nights where it'd be nice to uh if if we didn't have uh our interest at, at one location yeah. to be sitting in front of monitors and being able to watch all of the 6A games at once. Yeah, absolutely. And uh so uh you'll be are you are you guys doing the game tonight? Are you guys is the old goat radio network going to be able to uh, yeah. broadcast from uh, Mount yeah. Washington? Yeah, we're we're going to do it. It'll be on manualfootball.com. Yep. It's a, we've got a little bit different site that we've been using this year. But, yeah, we'll be doing audio only uh, and for lots of different reasons. But that's what we're going with tonight. But, yes, we will be we will be out there. They've got a small press box, so we may be in, in the press box or outside the press box on the visitor side. But, yep, we're doing it. I don't even charge you for that free promotion. <laughs> Hey, I appreciate that. We that's the, incre- that that's the incredible part. I didn't charge you one penny for that. Well, I'll, I'll have to. I don't know how I'm going to make any money in this business if I give things away like that. Well, maybe if we do meet up at the state championship game, I'll, I'll buy you a hot dog. There you go. That's fair. Buzz, thank you, man. Listen, <laughs> safe travels to Mount Washington tonight. I know it's not that far, but uh, have a lot of fun and good luck. I appreciate you as always, John. You do a great job. And, and let me get a quick plug in. Uh, I listened to a little bit of Matt Dennison's program uh, earlier before you came on, and sure. he does a great job, too. You guys do a great job covering the local stuff on both sides of the river, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Good to hear from you. Have fun tonight. See you. Buzz Frank, he is uh, radio voice of Manuel Crimson Football. They stream a lot, but again, as he mentioned, they'll only be doing audio only tonight. I will be at St. X as the male Bulldogs come uh, down the street, literally two minutes away on the old Durrett campus. They'll head to St. X to take on the Tigers in round two of the Kentucky High School 6A playoffs. Tony Burke and myself will be on the air right here on the Big X tonight, 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. You can also stream the game on YouTube with our audio matched up with the video presentation that St. X puts on um, as well, that is 7 o'clock kickoff, 645 pregame. And Scooter Dingus, you'll be up in Indianapolis tonight, Indianapolis Lutheran hosting the Providence Pioneers in the uh, single A or, or single two, a. two yep. a single A yep. playoff regional, which is basically the quarterfinals 730 kickoff. You'll be on about 715, right? Correct. Yep. Going to be a tough game for Providence. Well, we said that last week. And Tecumseh came down undefeated, right? And they Providence really dominated that game last week. Indianapolis Lutheran's a different beast, though. They're the number one team in the state. Listen to these numbers, John. Their quarterback has thrown for over 3,100 yards, 
43 touchdowns to only four interceptions. Sounds like he's good. Completing 70% of his passes. Oh, and by the way, he's only a sophomore. Uh, is uh, Jeff Brown recruiting him to Purdue already? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. So uh, a, lot of co- a lot of high school football tonight. Get involved. Uh, a lot of college basketball tonight. Um, the, unbelievable the amount of games on a Friday night. I hate it. I always hate it because it interferes with high school football. I hate it when college football plays on Friday night. Grumpy old man, get off my lawn, hates it when college basketball plays on these um, uh, Friday nights. Got lucky because the Hoosiers, who could have been playing tonight, played last night. As I mentioned, a big win over Bethune-Cookman, 101-49. Trace Jackson-Davis, 21-6. and How much better does he look than he looked last year? Even last year when he looked great, how, how much better does he look now? I don't, I don't know that he looks all that much oh, better. Oh, man. I've only watched him He looks him stronger. You think so? Yes, absolutely. And the confidence is through the roof. Yeah. And he, here's what happens. You get teammates that you trust, and all of a sudden your game's better. Mm-hmm. And he's got guys out there that I think he trusts a lot. Um, Miller Cop, 12 points, 4 of 6 from 3-point land. A lot of guys scored for the Hoosiers last night. 51 bench points Whew. out of the 101. That, I think, is pretty good. The Hoosiers shot 58% from the field, 10 out of 24 from 3-point range. And the one issue I had from the opener took care of itself last night. 21 of 22 from the free throw line. So if you're going to do that, you're going to win a lot of games. They held the Wildcats to 39% field goal shooting. Indiana with 29 points off of Bethune-Cookman turnovers. It was total domination. After about the first six or seven minutes, Bethune-Cookman stayed in it. Uh, Indiana went on a run mid to late second half and just dominated that game last night. They got Xavier next Friday. On the road in Cincinnati, that'll be the first real test for this team. That's a 6 o'clock start, and uh, I can't imagine we won't have that on the Big X next week, although St. X football and Indiana basketball vying for time on this network. <laughs> if, if the Tigers can win. Them. Where do we go? I don't know what happens. We'll stay tuned. <laughs> um, so Indiana looked great. Uh, you mentioned Hood Shafino yesterday. He missed some shots. I think he was two for nine. I'd have to look it, look it up. I didn't write it down. But uh, he missed some shots last night. But you're, but you're right. I watched that whole game. He's a player. He is. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And Renew, did I get that right? You did. Renew Malik for two. Renew. I got to call him Renew. It just looks, it's more. I agree. I, th- I think Renew should be out. You know, he should be down in Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> Malik Renew. <laughs> he should be in Ratatouille, the movie Ratatouille. <laughs> Yeah, I have a grandson. So well, if you, I've if seen you, Ratatouille 18 times in the last three months. If you put it in a Cajun accent, it would be Renou. Malik Renou looked good last night. This freshman class looks good. Uh, Mike Woodson, after the game, had a great line. He said, look, anybody wants to come up to me and talk about playing time? Because everybody played about the same amount of minutes last night. And in a 50-point win, that should be the case. Anybody wants to talk to me about uh Basically, this is paraphrasing about playing time. What I will tell them is, you play when I say you play, and if you play well, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Everything will take care of itself. Just go out and play well in the time that I give you to play, and everything will work itself out. In other words, if you're Trace Jackson Davis and you're Race Thompson and you're Xavier Johnson and you go out and you play the way you're supposed to play, you'll get plenty of playing time. You're not going to have to worry about it. 
Um, Xavier Johnson, early in the year now, and again, it's two bad teams. He doesn't have to do a lot. I'm not saying he looks disengaged because that's not the right word, but he looks like he's trying to figure out what his role is on this team. Now, last year he knew what it was. Get the ball up the court. They need me to score. They need me to distribute. They need me to be a playmaker. When I'm good, we win. When I'm not good at that, we lose. This year he sort of looks like he's looking around a little bit saying, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do because all of a sudden we got all this talent around me. We got a really good team here. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, he's he does look kind of lost out there. Like, what what am I supposed to do? But I think I think last night he he got off to a slow start, but he found his groove and figured out what he where what he needed to do, where he needed to be. And I know you and I are going to argue about this. Trey Galloway, don't Jeez. fall in love with the three. He was good last night. That's see, that's the thing about Trey Galloway. That's what we didn't get to touch on is he doesn't shoot a whole lot of threes. Like that's not his game. He's a he's a slasher, get to the bucket, try hard defender. He's not going to shoot a lot of threes. So last night was it was nice to see that because that's really not part of his game. Was that an anomaly? You think? No, I mean he he will shoot threes. I know, but not they shot twenty four of them last night. Well, how many he he take three or four? Uh no, three out of five I believe. Okay. Let me, let yeah, me look it up. Let me look it up. He'll take. I want to be fair. No, he was two out of four. I take okay. it back. He was three out of five overall. Two out of four from three. He'll take maybe two a game, on average this season. I like the way he scraps. I mm-hmm. like the way he gets after it on uh, both ends of the floor. He'll dive after a loose ball. He'll put his body in danger. We saw him get hurt last year because he puts his body in danger. I like all of that stuff. Uh, he's got good intangibles. Don't fall in love with the three pointer. Because if you do, guess what? Those minutes Mike Woodson talked about, you're going to lose a few of them. Uh, but the scoring line last night, Jackson Davis, 21, which you expect, 12 out of Cop, 8 out of Hood Shafino, 7 out of Johnson, 8 out of Banks, by the way, 11 from Jordan Geronimo. That's his second game of double figures off the bench. Galloway, 10. Renew, easy for me to say, 9. Tamar Bates had 5. Race Thompson only uh, had 2 points. Four rebounds in 19 minutes. He was not in foul trouble, but he didn't get a whole lot of time last night. Maybe that's the guy Mike Woodson was talking about, air quotes here, complaining about uh, playing time. I hope not because the way way this team's constructed, the last thing they need is internal dissension. Yeah. Because they got something something pretty good right now, I think. I think the team's like they're they're a cohesive unit, it seems like. So I don't don't know that there's going to be any. I agree. But everybody wants to play. Yeah. And that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Kentucky plays tonight against Duquesne. I know I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) Louisville plays home uh, against Wright State tomorrow. We'll talk some college football coming up. Big games uh, and the big one locally, Louisville and Clemson. Can the cards break that uh, Clemson jinx that the Tigers seem to have over them on the road in Death Valley with Clemson coming off a humiliating loss? We'll talk about that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on The Big Guy. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Friday. Flying solo today. Six-pack, unsponsored six-pack coming up in the final segment. What am I, chop liver, John? Thanks, pal. Who said that? (laughs) 
<laughs> sponsored six pack coming up in the final segment. Go ahead, Scooter. If, if you're flying solo, it's your, come, it's come your over world, here and I'm just board. living in it. <laughs> oh man, some people are so sensitive. <laughs> I mean, he's got a job to do. I don't take his microphone away, but I, can I let take him yours talk. Away. Oh, I'm calling human resources. This is <laughs> this is not. Do we have an HR department? They have. They've heard from me too much already. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. Call to join in on the conversation and talk to me, and so I don't have to talk to Scooter. Five zero two four. I can't even say the number. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. That's the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Thornton's text line open as well. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. All right, Kentucky tonight, as we finish up on our college basketball talk, they've got Duquesne, uh, 18-point favorite. I was a little shocked here by the number. Now, Shebway, Wheeler, I don't know about Damian Collins. Shebway and Wheeler are not going to play tonight. Coach Cal is going to save them for the Michigan State game on Tuesday. Um, I, I think 18 is just a little low. For a Duquesne team that is uh, that is one and zero, but the way Kentucky looked the other night, the the amount of talent on that roster, there are going to be a lot of times uh, that they can show up, roll the ball out there, and beat teams badly. And I think this might be one of those nights. Duquesne beat Montana, <laughs> the Grizzlies, ninety-one to sixty-three. At Duquesne, uh, expected to finish in the middle of the pack in the uh, in the uh, Atlantic Ten. Uh, it's up to nineteen now, as I look at my screen here. Uh, so a little bit of money coming in on Kentucky, but I think they handle their business tonight. Hopefully, just not looking ahead to Michigan State. Michigan State, I hope, is not looking ahead to Kentucky either, because it's six thirty tonight on the USS Abraham Lincoln. Michigan State will take on the number two team in the country, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is an 11.5-point favorite tonight over Sparty. Wins will be at a minimum tonight on the uh, aircraft carrier. But uh, I love – Scooter, what do you think? I love when they play these games on the aircraft carrier. I I always imagine a guy diving for a loose ball and going off the side of the ship. (laughs) It's never going to happen, but in my mind, that's what I see. Yeah, if the conditions are right, I really like the concept of that game. But remember, what was it like three years ago? It was all like dewy. They yeah, like, they just had a hard the court time was playing. Bad. Yeah, yeah, the court was uh, was just too wet to play. Um, they're expecting sundown in the uh, late part of the first half, which will be about seven fifty Eastern time, uh, or early in the second half, I should say, about seven fifty Eastern time sundown. I don't know what the light situation is. I'm sure they've got. Uh, Light standard up. That game, if you want to watch it, by the way, is on ESPN tonight, 6.30. I might tape it. I just It's a curiosity to me uh-huh. that they're playing on these aircraft carriers. Houston will play St. Joe's tonight, number three Cougars. They're playing that game in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, in honor of Veterans Day at the Navy, home of the Navy uh, midshipmen, CBS Sports Network, Houston 22-point favorite, Carolina at home against College of Charleston tonight. Number one team in the country is a 21-point favorite in that one. Most of the top 25 playing tonight. Five games last night, Kansas, Creighton, Texas, Indiana, Texas Tech were all top 25 winners. Who will be the first 
top 25 team to lose because Michigan State's not a top 25 team. So if they lose to Gonzaga, that doesn't count. Nobody tonight is playing. Uh, there are no games tonight between two ranked teams. Villanova, ranked 16th, is at Temple. Now that's in Philadelphia, part of the Big Five. Villanova is a six-point favorite. I guess it's on the road. It's in their city, but it's not at their gym, so technically a road game. Uh, ESPNU tonight, 7 o'clock, Villanova Temple. Nova is, I think, the lowest favorite on the board here among top 25 teams. They are a six-point favorite. Alabama at home is an eight-point favorite against Liberty. That's the second lowest spread of the night. Louisville and Wright State tomorrow. One o'clock at the Yum Center. Uh, Wright State with the overtime loss to double overtime loss to Davidson after having a 21 point lead on Wednesday night while Louisville was losing to Bellarmine 67 to 66. I haven't looked for a spread yet, but let me do it right now while I'm thinking about it. I don't think it's up yet. No, no spread. At least I don't have a spread on the Louisville Wright State game. Wright State's good. Probably. Better than Bellerman? Question mark. Oof. Yeah, I mean this uh, this could turn ugly in a hurry. Um, you know when we looked at Louisville's non-conference schedule yesterday, and I told you over under was four. I, yeah, th- I was giving them a right state win. So yeah, and you can't do that. Right state. Dav- Davidson's always good, and for right state now that game was at right state to take them to uh, overtime. Had a big lead and blew it. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good tell that Wright State, A, they're going to score some points, and B, Louisville better score some points, which they had trouble doing in stretches so far in all three games, including the exhibitions this year. And I wonder what kind of crowd they're going to have tomorrow. It's a 1 o'clock game. Louisville football plays at Clemson at 3.30. So you can go to the Yum Center. You can watch the game. You can get out of there in time to head somewhere downtown and watch, you know, have dinner and watch the uh, – the Louisville-Clemson football game. But I wonder how many people are going to show up. I'm a, I'm, I, I would be worried if I was Josh Hurd, the athletic director, mm-hmm. that the crowd is going to be, um, I don't want to say minuscule, but not nearly what they are hoping for. But again, Kenny Payne, he's the guy. He's going to have to get it turned around at some point. I just don't think that point's going to be this season. Yeah, I don't even know that it's just Louisville things going on. I mean, there's a whole cornucopia of things going on tomorrow in sports. You know? Festival of Tree and Lights <laughs> down at uh, Slugger Field. That Why do I know that? Because you're going. Because my wife goes every year. My wife, she's taking my daughters and my grandson, and they're heading down there. No, I won't be there. She doesn't drag you there? I may be at the Louisville game. That's a maybe. If I'm on a heater at the casino tomorrow morning, yeah, I won't be going to the Louisville game. I should go to the Louisville game because if I'm on a heater and I don't go to the Louisville game, I'll I'll lose it all back because <laughs> that's, you know, par for the course. Unsponsored six-pack coming up in the next segment. Uh, college football tomorrow, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. They'll get things started at noon. Kentucky's a 18-point uh, favorite there as well. Up to 19 and a half now. Oh, wow. Well, Vandy's missing their quarterback. Oh, wait. I, I'm sorry. That was for basketball. Yeah. Why did I talk to you? A.J. Swan, the quarterback, is out. He got injured uh, in that loss at some point in that loss against South Carolina last week. That was the 26th consecutive 
conference loss, SEC loss for the Vanderbilt Commodores. You do not want to be the team that helps them break that streak. And if you're Kentucky at home looking ahead to Georgia next week, look, Vandy's missing their left guard, their right guard. They want to run the football. That's not a good combination of things to happen. You're missing your quarterback and your two guards, and you want to run the football against a good Kentucky defense? Good luck. Um, That's not part of the six-pack, but I'm giving the points in that game tomorrow. Will Levis is still banged up. He's still got a bad foot. He's still got a bad non-throwing shoulder. But this Kentucky should score a lot of points. Vandy's given up a lot of points this year, and Vandy should have a whole lot of trouble scoring points tomorrow. So I'm going to take the Cats here and lay the 18. Down to 17 and a half now. Oh, man, the smart money's coming in on Vandy. I hate it when that <laughs> happens. Vandy 3-6. and six. Kentucky became bowl eligible last week. They're 6-3. and three. You can't lose this game. You can't because you're looking at eight and four, seven and five at worst. That's if you lose to Louisville. Eight and four, Kentucky fan base says, okay, you know, we we remember, they will say, we remember the one in ten years. We remember those two win seasons. Yes, you won ten games last year. Great. Great. But eight and four, that's that's fine. That's fine. You beat Florida in Gainesville. And I know it's not Tim Tebow and Steve Spurrier. I get that. But you beat, I know they weren't in the same era, by the way. You beat Florida on the road. The loss to South Carolina, it's an anomaly because Will Levis didn't play. You had no quarterback play. The bad news is you didn't have a good backup quarterback. So that's an anomaly. You lose to Tennessee, well, I think we know how good Tennessee is. And, uh, you know, you're going to lose to Georgia. So 8-4, and four, if I'm Kentucky fan, I'm, ex- I'm ecstatic with that. You're going to go to a great bowl game, maybe Orlando, maybe Tampa, Outback Bowl for the first time to the Outback Bowl since Tim Couch was there. You're 25th, 24th now in the college football playoff rankings. I'm pretty happy. Pretty happy. Indiana, Ohio State, also a noon start in Columbus. The Hoosiers are 40, count them, 40-point underdogs. 27 straight losses to Ohio State. That game is on national television. That's on Fox tomorrow. And it's not because Indiana's playing. I can tell you that. OSU is trying to regain the swagger they had before that Ugly Northwestern win last week. C.J. Stroud had to run the football because weather factors, and I you got to blame something here. It was the same for both teams. I get that. But you got to blame something. They couldn't throw the football. 21-7, to they beat a one-win Northwestern team. So I have a feeling, Scooter, they're going to try to put it on the Hoosiers. Oh, I'm I'm all over Ohio State. I mean, points. for a whole lot of reasons. You're number two in the CFP, so you want to, uh, you know, you want to put a sixty spot up here because of that, and the way you played last week, CJ Stroud, Heisman candidate. He's still the favorite for the Heisman. I think it's wide open, but he's still the favorite. 
Caleb Williams is the fourth choice right now. Caleb Williams of Southern Cal has a bad defense, so he has to score points. They still play UCLA. They still play Notre Dame. They're still going to play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. He's got a lot of chances, Caleb Williams, to impress and help his Heisman status. Not a lot of these quarterbacks have that. Stetson Bennett doesn't have much of a chance to improve. Uh, C.J. Stroud will play Michigan, but everybody else Ohio State plays is not going to be very good before the playoff, which doesn't count in the Heisman voting. So Stroud's not going to have much of a chance. Bryce Young is probably out of it. Hendon Hooker, Tennessee doesn't have a good remaining schedule, and they're not going to get that SEC championship game to help their help his case. I think Caleb Williams is a great bet, plus 900, 9 to 1. Fourth choice. Uh, IU is 114th in the country in total defense. It's pretty good. That is not good. <laughs> Connor Bazelak will get the start at quarterback. He was out with an injury last week. Jack Tuttle got hurt last week. Indiana had a quarterback playing last week who was in the transfer portal. How often does that happen? Never. The guy puts himself in the transfer portal. The starter gets hurt. And Jack Tuttle, in the portal, wanting to leave, starts for Indiana. It's a mess right now. I don't, I don't think Tom Allen, I don't think he uh, survives this mess. Maybe you give him another year. I, what's, a, what's the percentage here, Scooter, that Tom Allen comes back next year? 50-50? I'd say more like 60-40, just because he has a massive buyout. We have learned buyouts don't mean anything. That's true. Texas A&M is going to give Jimbo Fisher $80 million if he keeps losing to leave. Boosters, and now with NIL, boosters will pay for everything. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Unsponsored six-pack coming up. We'll remind you of Tony Burke's lock of the week as well as we head into another college football, high school football, and believe it or not, college basketball weekend. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Unsponsored six-pack coming your way. Eminem Cartage hotline is still open. 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your last chance text into the show at that number, 414-1450. If you're not... Familiar with the unsponsored six-pack? It's unsponsored because none of you people will give me any money to sponsor it. That's number one. Step up, 414-1450, if you'd like to have the opportunity to get on in on this massive money-making venture for the listeners. All they have to do is bet against me. Do you bet them every week? I bet them every week. Okay. I bet a six-team parlay every week. Well, As you know, I have not been 6 and 0 this year. Have you thought about single betting them? Or? I have thought about it. And I'm on a, you know, I'm retired as uh 
As the guy said at the end of The Godfather, Hyman Roth, I'm a retired uh, American on a fixed income. So, And he was rich, so that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, I've thought about it. I like the parlay. It's fun. Yeah, parlays are fun. It's fun. It, until you go 5-1 and one and you lose the Sunday night football game. Then it's not fun. But if that's the case, I do go and hedge the bet. So, you know. But we'll give you the six picks, three college, three pros coming up. A reminder, Tony Burke, who just texted me and said he's tired. He had a 6 a.m. He's a freshman coach at St. X Basketball. They had a 6 a.m. practice because they had to get the gym ready, open houses this weekend for prospective uh, grade schoolers to come and, and you know visit the school with their parents and look around and all that. So they, they have to get the gym ready. They use the gym for part of this. 6 a.m. practice, and he's got to be on the air with me tonight at 7. Well, Tony, when you're done listening. He's tired. When you're done listening to Spears on Sports, do what I'm going to do. Go home, take a nap. Oh, he's he's he doesn't nap. What? He's like a cyborg. I don't know how he does it. He rides, he's 59. He rides a bike every day. And goes you to don't Planet nap? Fitness. Now he's coaching, you know, 15-year-olds. I don't know how he does it. Uh, I will be taking a nap. And I got up at 9 o'clock. So that's a little embarrassing. Uh, Tony Burke's lock of the week is Wake Forest minus three and a half against. Uh, I got I got to change it. It went to four, so I'm going to make it a four against North Carolina in at Wake Forest. Carolina is eight and one. That's a seven thirty game on ESPN two. And this is how I'm cheating this week. Go ahead and hit the drum roll if you got it ready, Scooter. I know you don't because. You don't pay any attention. Here's the unsponsored six-pack as he sticks it right in my face there with the <laughs> drum roll. I'm cheating this week because I'm taking Wake Forest with Tony Burke. Boy, you should really bet Carolina now. We're both on Wake Forest. I got a little system this week. I'm taking a three home teams uh, that you would look at and say – this spread is jacked up. It's jacked up. And the first one is Wake Forest at home coming off two bad losses. I mean, the Louisville game where they turned it over eight times, they got destroyed. NC State beats them without a quarterback last week. Wake Forest is going the wrong way quickly. Their only other loss was overtime against Clemson. They're 6-3. and three. Carolina's 8-1, and one, scoring a lot of points. They got a quarterback, uh, Luke May's brother. Is it Duke May? It, it can't be Luke and no Duke. No way. No way. <laughs> but he's a quarterback that's getting a little bit of love in the Heisman circles. He's a young quarterback, so he'll be a definitely be a Heisman quarter, uh, candidate next year. And Carolina is, in all likelihood, going to win the uh, Coastal Division of the Atlantic Coast Conference and play against Clemson in the ACC championship game. So why is Wake Forest favored by four? That's the question I got to ask myself when I'm making these picks. Why is this the case? And I've, I've said this a million times on this show. I have come to the conclusion that Las Vegas bookmakers and odds makers know a lot more than I do. There is a reason Sam Hartman and Wake Forest coming off their two worst games of the season are four-point favorites over the 15th-ranked team in the country. Give me Wake Forest minus four. That's a 7.30 start, as I mentioned, on ESPN2. 
Noon start, Arkansas hosting LSU. LSU's coming off that win last week over Alabama, the two-point conversion at the end. Brian Kelly doing the Cajun accent again. Everybody who hated Brian Kelly after the Florida State loss loves Brian Kelly down there in NOLA right now, down in Baton Rouge. Oh, you could build a shrine to Brian Kelly right now. And now LSU goes on the road. This is a perfect case of a highly ranked team. They're seventh in the college football playoff rankings. Getting a big upset win the week before and then going on the road against a team that has been struggling. Arkansas is 5-4. and four. Lost to Liberty. Not good. LSU is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going to take the Hogs and the points. I don't know if I need the points. Arkansas at home is going to give LSU everything they want this weekend. So give me the Hogs. And that is a nooner on ESPN. 7.30. Game of the week here on ABC. Fourth-ranked TCU, undefeated, 9-0. Number four, if the, if the playoffs began today, TCU would be playing at, uh, Georgia for a chance to get to the national championship game. But they don't begin today. And even though TCU's 9-0, they go to Texas, who's ranked 18th and is 6-3. Texas is a, now a 7.5-point favorite over the undefeated Horn Frogs. It's a system bet. Vegas knows more than I do. There is no logical reason why the Longhorns with three losses are more than a touchdown favorite over an undefeated fourth-ranked Horned Frog team. No logical reason. Give me the Longhorns. Give the 7.5 to TCU. TCU's beaten four ranked opponents along the way here. They've also trailed by double digits in five games this season. Five games. And come back, obviously, since they're 9-0, and won all five games. You can't get behind against Texas. You cannot get behind double digits in Austin this weekend. I'm, I'm betting they do, and I'm also betting that this week they don't have that comeback in them. TCU's been good to me this year. Took them last year in the six pack, last week in the six pack, and they won. Have taken them a couple of different occasions, and they've been good to me. I'm jumping off the boat right now. So there you go. There's the three college games. All home teams, all against ranked teams. Two of them actually favored. Arkansas plus three and a half against LSU. Texas. Minus seven and a half against TCU and Wake Forest minus four against North Carolina. That's the first three. The pros are always more difficult. The smart move in the pros this season has been take the points and take the unders. But I traditionally like to give the points and take the overs. So it has not been a good gambling year for me as far as National Football League is concerned. Last night, I gave you Atlanta. Yikes. <laughs> 25 to 15. And by the way, my fantasy kicker missed two extra points last night. Game was horrible. 25-15. Carolina gets their third win of the year over Atlanta, who falls to four and six, half a game behind the Buccaneers. 
who will play in Munich, Germany on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. The over-under for that game, by the way, was 41.5. Yes, it was. And it got to 40 and two missed extra points. Three missed extra points because it uh, um, Carolina missed one too. Three missed extra points in that game. Uh, yes, Scooter, I had the over. By the way, Indiana went over. I had that one too. Mm, that's brave. I stay away from college basketball. That was 141. That one was easy. 150. All right, 1 o'clock game, Bears hosting the Lions. Chicago has found it. They have found it. They figured something out. Justin Fields has been great lately, especially running the football, but he's actually thrown it well also. Detroit is coming off the, the win last week against Green Bay. They're going on the road. It's not a good Detroit team. It's just not. Jared Goff, we thought, okay, maybe. No, maybe was wrong. Jared Goff is terrible. Justin Fields gets better every week. The Bears are three-point favorites at home. It sounds crazy to take Chicago and give points, but I'm going to do it. I'm taking the Bears at home and give Detroit the three. Indianapolis and Las Vegas. To me, it's the most intriguing game of the week. You've got a brand-new coach who's never coached above the high school level in Jeff Saturday in Indianapolis. You've got Josh McDaniel with two wins in Vegas on the hot seat, and Devontae Adams, the wide receiver who came out yesterday and said, hey, they got to throw me the ball more. I don't know what's going on here. I, I don't know, you know, what are we doing? Pretty much lambasting his coach and his college teammate at Fresno State, Derek Carr. So we got a lot of issues here in this game. But issue number one is Jeff Saturday and a play caller who is 30 years old and was an intern last week before all the firings took place. I'm taking the Raiders here and giving the the, uh, five points. It doesn't mean a lot to either team. Neither one of these organizations is going to the playoffs this year. I'm going to take the home team who's not quite – as big of a mess as the road team. Give me the Raiders minus the five against Indianapolis. And here I go giving points in the NFL again like a moron. All right, let's take some points. Sunday night football, Chargers, Niners at San Francisco. L.A. is five and three. Justin Herbert has not been as good. Now, I know he got banged up earlier in the year, but he's not been as good as he was last year. The Niners now have Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel will be back. This is a really good San Francisco 49er team. In fact, I have placed a small wager on the Niners to win the NFC this year. Got pretty good odds when I when I bet it, too. And they're getting better. Jimmy G is the question mark. They got a good defense. He's always going to be the question mark. But I'm taking the Chargers and the seven this week. I think Herbert puts it back together. The defense will play a little better. Eckler is good. They um, got some weapons on offense, although Keenan Allen's still out. This is all about the points. Expect a close game Sunday night. I'll take the Chargers. So Bears, Raiders, Chargers, those are the last three in the six-pack. Don't forget St. X football against Mail tonight right here on the Big X, 7 o'clock, 645 pregame. Southern Indiana fans, you can listen to Providence and Indianapolis Lutheran with Scooter on the call. 7.30 tonight on 94.7 FM WFI. Thanks for listening. We'll recap it all Monday. Beers on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.